Welcome to the 90th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. In this installment, we continue our series featuring a presentation on decision-making given by organic farming pioneer Atina Diffley during a recent session of LSP's Farm Beginnings course. In the sixth installment of Diffley's presentation, she talks to class participants about the barriers to getting started in farming. So this is an exercise to help identify what those causes are and what the drivers, what change you make is going to drive the most positive change to where you try to get. Okay? And so I picked issues that are common amongst beginning farmers. Love. These are things that people tell me they believe are barriers to becoming a successful farmer. One I wrote, access to land, insufficient equipment, lack of experience, undeveloped markets, insufficient capital money, work overload. So those could all be problems. We could sit down and probably lots of you could say, well, I have all those problems right now. What should I do first? And so we want to know what, which of these things if you focus your intention on, is most going to get you to where you're trying to get, which we find by asking what the question is and defining where we're trying to get, what our goals are, and all those good things. So we're going to just do a little exercise here. And the question that we're going to ask, we're going to compare them. And the question is, does this issue cause or influence the other issue? And before we do that, let's just really casually do like a show of hands question thing here. Who thinks access to land is their biggest problem, becoming a successful farmer? Nobody. Or else you're really shy. Who thinks too much work? All the work you have to do, all the work you're doing right now, this can be a really big barrier to being successful. Four, five, five people. How about not enough money? Where you can get the money is a really big issue. That seems like a pretty big driver. How about an undeveloped market? You haven't developed your market yet. That seems like a really big issue. Yeah. Lack of experience. Okay. Insufficient equipment. Now, we may be a little challenged doing this exercise today. So I'm going to encourage you, because you're a more diverse group than I usually do this exercise with. I usually have almost everybody on two of these, thinking that two of them is a bigger challenge. So I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to talk you through a person who is inexperienced and really doesn't have any of these things. I'm going to guide this conversation as if that's who you all are. But I encourage you, if you want to, make your own lines as we're discussing them on your own paper and find answers that are true for you. Because that's really what this is about, is finding what's true for you. <coughs> if we're pretending that we're solving problem solving and finding the biggest driver for a person who doesn't have land and doesn't have equipment, they don't have money, they don't have any markets developed, they don't have experience, they really have a dream. But it doesn't exist, you know, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to do it. So let's say they solve this equipment problem. They get enough equipment. Or let's say they can solve their access to land problem. Will solve, getting enough equipment help them solve their land problem? Or will getting land help them solve their lack of equipment problem? Anybody have an opinion? Getting access. How big that land is, I was going to say, getting access to land might then have a place to put equipment. Or, I don't know. A lot of times, if you have land, there's neighbors nearby that have equipment, so you can 
the sometimes equipment comes with the land. So let's pick a different one. And this is really, that's a hard one. Let's start with lack of experience. <laughs> will getting more experience help you develop your market? Or will having a better market help you get more experience? Experience will lead your market. So getting more experience is gonna drive that. that okay. Is getting more experience gonna help you get more capital? Yeah. Or is getting more capital gonna help you get experience? Experience yeah, will help you with capital. Basic agreement with that? You don't wanna argue it? Yeah, because you could, you know, get more capital and then make a bunch of mistakes because you're inexperienced and lose money. I mean, I guess you learn from those mistakes, but it's better to have experience first so oh, so you would agree with that. That's what you guys are saying. Yeah. Yeah, I was just agreeing. Okay. <laughs> 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 the lenders want to know that you kind of know what you're doing. So you think that getting the experience could help you get the money? Yeah. So I'm in complete agreement. Yeah. Then you'll know what to do with yeah. the money. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the biggest mistakes we'll get is having too much money, and then they sink this big hole for themselves, and it's really hard to dig their way out of it. Those early year decisions are really important decisions. Will getting more experience help you solve your work overload problems? Or will solving your work overload problems help you get more experience? More experience gives you more experience, so you can better decide solve your work problems to be more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that by yes. Any strong opinion the other way? Really if I had less work, I could get out and get more experience to help me. Mm. Uh, you're strong, Nick. What do you I like what you just said. Say that again louder. If you have experience, you know what kind of land to look for, size, type of soil. You know, a lot more about what you want to do and what you need. Or for like you, we can, we know that we don't want land after we have experience. I can say that I was really happy when we bought our farm that we had as much experience as we had. At the time we bought our farm, so Martin had farmed for 18 years, and I had farmed for eight years. I think we might have made a really different decision. We might have been able to buy it a lot faster. It took us six years to find a farm because we had too much experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, will getting more experience help you get equipment or will getting equipment help you get experience? Experience will help you decide what type of equipment would suit you best. They've only been in this class once before? <laughs> you guys are like really getting this. Most people take like quite a while to get this concept. Um, did you guys really have some good thinking going on? I'll see if I can trip you up and see the harder ones. Okay, so now we're gonna compare the other ones. We just compared this one with all of these. Let's compare this one now with those all. So will getting more equipment help you develop your market or will developing your market help you get more equipment? Developing your market. Opposed? Pretty much in agreement. There's the boss. Okay, so can How about equipment versus capital? Which one's going to be the driver there? You get more capital, you get more equipment. Money buys you love, right? Uh, <laughs> sure helps. Okay, <laughs> uh, you have more money, you can get more equipment. But if you have more equipment, can you get more money? Not necessarily. Uh, why not? Well, it, it depends on what kind of equipment you buy. 
Well, that's a good I mean, no, I mean, you know, it's, there's a lot of equipment that's not, that may not help, but it could. No. I mean, you're, absolutely, if you have more money, you can buy more equipment. If you have more equipment, but you might buy the can't necessarily money. give you more money to buy more equipment. What if you don't have any equipment to start out off with? What if you have zero equipment? Zero equipment doesn't get you any more money. You still need equipment to make the money, though. Well, if you, you have the money, you can buy it. Well, right, that's why I'm saying. Yeah, then you can get equipment, and then you yeah. can make money with said equipment. This is a really hard one. <laughs> so I'm going to say we'll come back to it. We're getting really, you know, it seems like I have to move each way on this one, so let's come back to it. Will having more equipment help our work overload, or will solving the problem of our work overload get us more equipment? Well, you're assuming you have good equipment. You know, in the 1980, when the monks started coming to town, the university and the Department of Ag wrote us this grant. They're going to teach the Hmong people how to farm American style chemicals, big tractors. I mean, they bought them 150 horsepower tractors. These people hadn't even driven cars. You know, they never had, they lived in the mountains. They were slash and burn agriculture. I mean, nobody did this chart when they made these decisions. <laughs> it didn't work. And they set them up on land. They bought them equipment. They taught them to use chemicals. They never set up a market. The crowd came to town. They said, oh, yeah, well, go, go to the farmer's market. So they flooded the farmer's market, and there were too many of them, and they brought the prices down because it wasn't. You could just see a really classic example of not really getting at what the key need was here. That was a good example of equipment and land. They had land and they had their own equipment. Um, land and work overload. Which one's going to help which? Getting more equipment will help. Or land and work overload. Well, it doesn't have to be a, it could be a both ways or neither, too. I mean, that's what Point. some of these are. Yeah. So it's really relevant, you know, I'm going to bring you back to that person who's got no experience rather than yourself. When we got developed out of Egan, so it was a 120 acre farm, we owned one acre. No agricultural land. We rented the agricultural land from my husband's aunts. And when they developed it, they developed it in four sections. It took four years. So they took one piece, and then they did another piece, and they took another piece until last year where they were right up to our acre. But we didn't buy our farm. This started in 1989, but we didn't buy our farm until 1991 because my husband wanted the perfect farm. And we are certified organic, so we couldn't take the cash crop off it until 1994. Mm -hmm. So we went through six years of smaller, smaller, smaller piece of land. And we wanted to maintain our markets because, you know, if we just went away and then came back in six years, we'd probably lose a lot of the progress we made. We were renting land on 18 properties, 30 miles apart, the farthest ones. 
You know, we couldn't, we're certified organic, so we have to make all decisions. Should we sell transitional product? We will use organic methods, but it won't be certifiable. We didn't want to do that. We felt it really hurt us in the marketplace. We would lose too much of our position, and it was against our philosophies. So we could only find land that was certifiable, which was one acre here, it was three acres there. We had land and eighteen properties. It was a management nightmare. Um, so you can imagine the work overload we were doing. In this situation, once we got to our new farm, it really solved our work overload problem. Okay, so let's move on. Land versus capital. Will getting capital help you get land, or will help getting land help you get capital? Either way, if you're, if you're leasing or if you're trying to buy, might go the opposite ways. Capital generally will help with the land. Yeah, I think you could argue with this one really either way, because if you're a beginner, and you get land too soon, it might sink your ship financially. Or, like in our case, getting the right land helped us get capital. Like, we bought the land with no house. We wanted a nice house, but we could have bought a nice house, but the house wasn't going to ever buy us land. But when did the land buy us a house? Land to market. Is getting, letting land going to help you develop your market? Yeah. Yeah. Geographical vision, very important. Everybody feel like they understand this exercise? So after you would score those all, you would then count your in and outs. So in this case, this had zero in and five outs. You see that? Now let's go to this one where I did it all. This one I did with the Farmingians class last year. So we got, same as you did, they were smart too, <laughs> zero in and five out. For insufficient equipment, they got three in and two out. Access to land, they got four in and zero out. So we all agreed last year that the biggest barrier and the first thing that they needed to deal with for these beginning farmers who had no experience and had none of these things to get them to their goal of a successful farm, we all agreed that what they needed more than anything, the most important thing, the first link they should look at was getting experience. That by getting experience, they would be able to get the right piece of land, they would be able to make better decisions about their land. Their experience was going to make them more skilled, so it was going to help prevent work overload. Their experience was going to make them more skilled. It was going to help them be able to get money, whether it was through their product that they grew, or being able to smell, talk like they know what they're talking about when they go to the bank. It could help them develop their market. It was going to help them get their equipment. We identified this as the number one experience. And I know that working with farmers, I'm kind of shocked at how many farmers I'm working with that started their own farm and they had no experience. They never worked for anybody else. And that is actually extremely arrogant. I mean, like, you wouldn't think you're going to be a professor at a university without getting some experience in education, you know, et cetera. You, this is a hard thing to take on. So I just really want to encourage you to get some experience, work for somebody else. If you work for somebody else for one year, you're going to save yourself five years worth of mistakes. And it might be the difference between whether you make it or not. If you go out there and you don't have an experience, you're going to be making decisions without adequate um, experience to be making those decisions from. You're going to make some decisions that are going to really cost you. And it might sink your ship. Is Loon talking to you guys at some point? Loon will be here. Yeah. They're a great example because they bought land from um, someone that didn't get experience. And so four years later, that land was on the market. And Laura was going to be talking to you guys that got an experience and she was in a position to buy it. I had an ulterior motive here. I did want to show you this little exercise, but 
I really wanted to say to you, get experience. Before you start your own farm, there's one thing, if this is the only thing you remember after today, it is please get some experience before you start your farm. It'll really pay off in dividends. A lot of people that are older or they have a family or they have a career already say things to me like, well, I don't have the time and I've got a family and I can't take the time out, but you know, just think of it as going to school. You wouldn't start some other career. You wouldn't become an electrician without getting an education. Why would you think you can become a farmer without getting an education? And you need practical, hands-on education. What you're going to get in this room is useful and very helpful, and it's going to help you a lot. But you've got to get some hands-on practical experience from someone who knows what they're doing. You know, and, and go out there and look at someone that's doing what you really want to be doing, that's already doing it. If you can find someone that's actually intimidating to you because they know so much, the more uncomfortable, sometimes that's the better. Because they're going to really be someone that you can model yourself after and get a lot of experience growth from. And they'll tell you what mistakes they made. There's nothing so useful that doing efficiently that which should not be done at all. <laughs> that's my closure on this link there. For more information on Farm Beginnings, see www.farmbeginnings.org. That's farmbeginnings.org. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org, or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening. Thank you.